With the first pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the New Orleans Pelicans select Zion Williamson from Duke University. Welcome back to the Pelly Podcast. I know, I know, it's been a minute since we've last talked, uh, since the All Star break, actually. Uh, my name is Jesse Rogers, and I'm here with Jonathan Palazzolo and Tyler Nye, as always. Uh, how are y'all doing? Are y'all feeling all right? Nobody's got a call for anything. Like <laughs> Excuse <that? Yeah>. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible, man. I feel terrible. It's horrible. I gave up alcohol for Lent. That's that's. I'm not sick or anything, but that's that's just. You might as bad. well be. You might as just well be right. Yeah. Just as bad. Yeah. So. So we are obviously um, not, we, we really don't have anything to talk about in the sense of games because everything's postponed for the next, is it 30 days? 30 days? Uh, yeah, at least 30 days. At least 30 days. So there's no basketball for the next 30 days, but we haven't really had a podcast um, since the All-Star break. So we'll talk about what's happened since then and uh, some different little storylines that have been going around. Um, obviously... The coronavirus is the biggest one, you know, shutting down the NBA. Uh, Rudy Gobert, basically. Oh, man, dude. Like, how can you even walk in? Like, when this is all over, how does he walk into the locker room? Somebody said uh, everybody's going to treat him like Meg Griffin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be, uh, what's the guy from Parks and Rec? He's going to be he would, Jerry. <laughs> yes. Team, Bro, yeah. it, did. it honestly didn't surprise me. Like, every time he's on camera with the reporters, he does something like that. Yeah, but I mean, to infect your entire team and basically shut down the entire NBA. I think Christian Wood just got diagnosed as having it. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell has it. Um, Man, yeah. Oh, man, is that a guy, dude? Christian Wood. Could you imagine if we had him over Jaleel right now? I mean, he's the perfect fit off the bench. He really is. We really did. Uh, You know what? I thought we were going to keep him too because we kept him through summer league. And you remember we we had a podcast about that? I think we talked about it. And I think we all agreed. I'm almost positive we've all agreed. Like, hey, it, might it be was best. the right choice to might be let best him to go. let Christian Wood go. Oh, Jaleel we, looks like he's going to make the next step. And yeah, and well, I think because we were arguing for him over Frank Jackson, wasn't it? Well, it was a, it was several players. It was it several was, players. He was yeah. another big off the bench. So we were kind of talking about him versus um, Jaleel a lot mm-hmm. and Jackson Hayes, mm-hmm. and we already had Derek Favors. But I remember, like in the off season, we just gave Jaleel the contract extension. And then Jaleel's fucking face was all over the city as well as like a, a Pelic. Like he was one of the yeah. people that yeah. we were like, we were promoting. So it seemed like Kristen Wood was the odd man out. And it's unfortunate because he was a baller, man. He could put the ball in the hoop for sure. I think our biggest argument at the time was that his, um, you know, over the last co- couple of games of the season, you know, the numbers he was putting up was just because of, you know, him being on a very bad basketball team. But yeah. I mean, he's still on a very bad, very basketball, bad basketball yeah. team, but it seems like he's actually a very good basketball player. But yeah, he's been doing it for a couple of months now. It's yeah, not that's just what I'm saying. Like he's the con- last ten he's been, games of the he, season, he's been consistently a good basketball player. And he so. was ranked the best player in summer league, and he never even played played at all. Yeah. You know, so I don't, that's a talent that I feel like we missed out on for sure. Yeah, well, it happens. It happens. Yeah. It happens. yeah. So we're gonna talk about um, basically the record um, since the All Star break. So. Since the last time we talked, we've gone five and four. Um, we exited the All Star break and played Portland and beat them one twenty eight to one fifteen. Then we went on to beat Golden State on the road one fifteen to one hundred one. 
Then we lost to the Lakers 118 to 109. Mm. Oh, God, I, I just don't know when to talk about those games. I really don't. Um, then we went and beat up on Cleveland 116 to 104. Then we lost to the Lakers again uh, 112 to 114. And then we lost to Minnesota 139 to 134, which. Terrible loss. At that time, it was like doom and gloom. Mm. Like, people were like pretty down on that loss just because that was one of the that was one of the ones we were supposed to win you know like that yeah. seems terrible yeah um but i wasn't too upset about it like everybody else was like trying to give reasons for why we lost that game and this and that and it was just kind of like sometimes you're gonna drop a game to a really bad team if you I, if you look at it it's a it's a it's what they call like a come down game on like it's a trap game on the schedule because you come yeah. come off a high playing against the lakers even though you lost you put a lot of energy and effort and then they come two nights later to play Minnesota, you know, and it's just completely different level of competition. It's, and they were they were knocking down shots that clearly they didn't hit the next game. Well, and this isn't excusing the Pels, which by the way played the worst defense all season. I'm talking about worse than the 0 and three oh and thirteen uh streak. Yeah, but I mean it's it's playing Appalachian State after you lose to Alabama. Yeah, that's you know what exactly yeah. what it was. Happened, yeah. Yeah. Then we went on to lose to the Mavs in overtime, 127 to 123. Nicolo Melli sent us there. Yeah. Um, he has been so underwhelming since I gave him And that him was all the only praise. shot he hit that game. Yeah. Way to jinx us, Jesse. Way to go. Dude, it was him and Josh Hart. Because Josh Hart, before, before that Miami game when he went for like 19 and 12, yeah. dude, him and Josh Hart were just awful. Like they, they weren't like giving I us mean, anything. Just, just their guys, as far as their role, like Nicolo Melli, when he's hitting his shot, is beyond, like, it's beyond useful for this team. He's essential to this team, just shellacking people. But when he's not hitting, he becomes an extreme negative. And that's the same thing with Josh Hart. I mean, Josh Hart gives you the hustle plays and stuff like that. But if you're not hitting your shots at the end of the day, you're always pretty much going to be a negative um, on the offensive side. Yeah. And- were you gonna say something? No, I'm just saying that since the All Star break, we kind of at the the low point of our like of the post All Star break games. But man, it's it's just been a roller coaster again. And mm-hmm. we 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 mentioned that the Pelicans are gonna drop a bad loss. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that it it, it was a three game skid. That loss was so bad though that um, teams literally put new schemes in place against us off of that loss. Yeah. Well, they did a zone, right? Everybody they did a zone. zone yeah. People started. Uh, um, Rick Carlisle, Rick Carlisle's great coach, of course, saw the game, saw the game plan, started immediately running uh, middle pick and rolls against us, went zone, just did everything Minnesota's attacked us for, and like it, it worked. <laughs> well, what's crazy, dude, is if, like you said, though, if the Pelicans just hit shots, I mean, I, I, I watched Rick Carlisle the last game of the of the presumptuous the last game of the season so far um against the nuggets he did the same thing against the nuggets that he did to the pelicans he's like dude you're cold go make a shot like we're not going to defend it but go make a shot and i think there's and a that's couple, what happens i think there's a couple reasons why our middle pick and roll game isn't great and we can get to that later when we have a, another certain discussion but um honestly i think what it's been in the in all of, in those losses that we had against the Lakers, Timberwolves, and Dallas, I think it all came down to defense more than shot hitting. I think 
sure if we did hit shots maybe like ingram had a couple better games against the lakers or whatever um we do better but i really do think it's the defensive side yeah of the ball and you're right and i'm it hit us and i'm talking specifically like late game situations where we're like we're, we're just oh cold. yeah like we're yeah. cold and can't make a shot but i agree like the entire game can be summed up by our defense for sure like we had no idea how to defend that high pick and roll in any three of those games and, and i mean if we're gonna make the playoffs we gotta figure out what to do about lebron because that second Lakers game. The first and second Lakers game. Well, just the second one particularly stands out in my mind because in the second Lakers game, you can you can go back and look. It's like 10 minutes into the fourth quarter, LeBron comes back in. And from then on, every possession was just him dictating what happened on the offensive side of the ball. He just hit on it. And yeah. just, he just took every matchup he could get, and there was literally nothing we could do to stop him. So, I mean, if you want to make the playoffs, uh, you should, but ha- ha- come in with some sort of strategy, and I'd love to hear what you guys think that should be. I think you just have to score 140. I have, like, <laughs> yeah. I have, like no just faith. Just outscore them at this score. point. I just I yeah. have no faith. Uh, yeah, you, you know? could. But, dude, we struggle offensively against the Lakers because they are yeah, a yeah. tough team to score against. They have too much length. Yeah. yeah. And, again, like, but they dare us to shoot. They really do. Like, they they dare – Brandon Ingram to shoot. They dare yeah, Josh Hart to shoot. The first Lakers game, though, Brandon Ingram had a, a really good game. Like yeah. the, the the one they played at Los Angeles. I thought Brandon Ingram had a great game. Yeah, he, he was did. aggressive early, got into the yeah. lane early. But. Um, now he was. But you know who didn't have a good game and was useless in that game? JJ Redick. Yeah, right. He didn't make a shot. I don't think he even got a shot. But off. they wouldn't let him. Right. right yeah. Right, right, yeah. And then the second Lakers game, Brandon Ingram was. He was the only awful. guy they were really scared of. Yeah. And, uh, and rightfully, rightfully yeah. so, because we were running numbers earlier, and J.J. Redick on the court in the fourth quarter has the highest offensive rating of any Pelican. So, good to show you they picked the right guy to kind of make sure he, he didn't get going. So, after dropping three in a row, um, we went on to play Miami. Good game. Good game. Very good yeah. game. Good defensive game from us, too. I thought we played yeah. really well, yeah. They, they bounced back, won 110 to 104. Um, Holiday and Hart were both the... The linchpins of that game. If they don't play the way they play, we lose. Well, Holiday and Lonzo as well. Like these past, these, yeah, these past yeah, Lonzo games, too. Yeah, like these past two games, as far as uh, from like our, our backcourt situation, they've been amazing. Yeah, I thought Lonzo was even like super impressive. Like just the past two weeks, Lonzo's just been, in my opinion, the most impactful player. I think Drew's been right there with him. Yeah. Um, but what Lonzo's doing right now is, if he can keep that up. That's gonna be uh his his passing is elite. Oh no, one hundred percent. Yeah. But what's awesome about it, and we talked about it before, is he's a risk taker and he's not scared to throw it. There's zero hesitation. If in he, that Minnesota game, in the last Minnesota game, I mean everybody saw the highlight already, dude threw a three fourth alley oop. Twice, you know. Twice. Just all he did was pick his head up and where you saw the ball land, I'm telling you, Drew Brees could not have thrown a better pass than that. That yeah. thing was nasty. Yeah, you know, I uh, I think if Lonzo can pick up his pick and roll offense, mm-hmm. he could average well, 10, 11, 12 assists a game. He just needs to get his half court offense going. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think you that's just with his driving ability and him still needing to work on his free throw shot and, and, and being able to pull up in the mid range. So the next game, uh, where they won against Minnesota, one twenty one oh seven. I thought he, I thought he had a lot of inside moves to the basket that were. Things we usually don't see from him, and he was finishing, you know, near it. 
He's. I the, thought that was his best efforts as far as driving to the rim. How tall is Lonzo Tyler? Six six. 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 I want to see that more often, right? Like yeah. get into the lane, uh, shoot over these smaller guards. Body. I can't. Guards. I can't. Okay, well, let me say something though. I can't stand his jumper, like his his mid range jumper, like when he can't get there. Yeah, and he just stops and pulls up. Like it's just a line drive that breaks off the back of the. Yeah. You know, off the back. He's gonna get that I mean, shot. So like you, you see guys like um Chris I would way rather him see a develop a floater. A floater. A floater I think would serve him well. Yeah. So I mean like Damian Lillard has that beautiful floater. Yeah. Chris Paul has it all, dude, if you look at it. He has that beautiful floater and that little mid range game. But I mean let, let's take one step at a time. Lonzo has been playing lights out, his three points are falling, and it's just him in transition is just beautiful, man. Yeah. When he can just when he can just read what the team's doing and immediately make a decision, it's perfect. Um, but like Tyler said, when they're set up and he has to uh, set up our half-court offense, it's definitely not as nice as the free-moving, fast-paced, off-tempo type of decision-maker that Lonzo can be. So right now we sit in 10th place, 28-36. and 36. Yeah. Memphis has uh, still got the 8th seed, 32-33. and 33. Then Portland at 29-37. and 37. Is at nine Sacramento at 11, 28 and 36. That was supposed to be our next game, but got canceled. If we play that game, we're the ninth seed. Yes, we win. Yes, we, 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 we were ahead. the ninth yeah, seed. Yeah, yeah. And then San Antonio sits in the 12th spot with 27 and 36. Mm-hmm. Um, that all could mean nothing, <laughs> which be is realistic because well, the NBA is going to have to figure out whether they just want to end the season and go with the top eight teams playoffs or whether they want to continue on and play the regular season and then the playoffs until into what is it almost the summertime correct if you're talking um if you're talking in the playoffs and teams go seven games fully um including the nba finals because those are given you know multiple day breaks um yeah you're probably looking close to august Late July. Yeah. So, I mean, and far, in terms of the NBA, that's really late. Um, and that's almost like not giving these guys an offseason. Preseason starts in August. I mean, uh, training camp starts in August. And mid-August, I want to say. End of August. So, now you have to figure out how the draft's going to go. Whether you're just going to entirely just push the NBA season back and then just start the NBA season late, which I know a lot of people are actually... Up- like a proponent of like they're saying yeah. like hey the nba would way better be served if they move back past the nfl and start the season a little bit later started on I, I think some people want to start it on christmas day um but i mean that's i mean that's obviously above our level you know i think realistically financially you want to play all of these games mm-hmm. yeah. um not just the, not just from a pelican standpoint because from like a prim, a pragmatic standpoint, the Pelicans have the easiest schedule. But not only do they have the easiest schedule, they they have to play all these teams that are in the playoff hunt. So yeah. Pelicans seem like they control their own destiny, probably a bit more a bit more than all of these other teams. But speaking from an NBA perspective, financially, you play these games, that's going to make you the most money. Yeah, um, you're going to have to do it on a shorter schedule, I guess. Yeah, um, you're going to have to logistically figure out if these arenas aren't booked yet. True, all true. of these things. Um, as well with the playoffs, see if you can create a playoff schedule that isn't booked. Maybe have the first round of the playoffs shorter, like a five-game series instead of a seven-game series. But I don't see a situation where we don't play every single game. Yeah, I think what they're going to have to do is... I think they're going to have to continue with the same schedule 
and they're just going to have to push back the next season a little bit. Right, uh, right. Because you're talking about what we started the 17th was the first game of the season, or 21st, something like that, yeah. right? Mid-October, push that back to, you know, Halloween, you know, November. You, you know weeks. what you do, too? No preseason. Yeah. yeah. No Get rid of preseason. Yeah, players pre-season. won't mind that. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't have a preseason. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, it's the same thing. Too much money in the ticket revenue to give mm-hmm. up on TV deals. You know, there's too much money to lose to not play the games. Um, and I, I don't see why they were short in the playoffs either. Do you um, do you think that they'll experiment with the play-in system? No. I can't see it happening. You think that'd just be too much of a change in, 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 in such short notice? Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I also think, if I had to guess right now, I think they might start ramping it up early where they do play one or two games without fans. Like one or two weeks maybe. Not games, sorry. Okay, I see what you're saying. So like in a couple weeks. Yeah, like if a player's been, at that point, like the NBA has you know, had all their players tested. They know who's got corona, who doesn't, or who's at risk or whatever. And those players, if they still are infected, like which at that point they probably shouldn't be, but um, if they are, they just don't play and they just go. Yeah. Like they're out with the injury. So if you're looking at trying to keep this fair, let's just look at it like a timeline perspective. We're probably at least a month away from starting again, right? I believe so, yeah. At least a month, right? Because at well, least definitely a month. Because Christian yeah. Wood just got diagnosed today. Yeah. He's got it 14 to 21 days before mm-hmm. he's cured. Um, Before it's, it's completely, well... Well, that's why I said I don't think they'll go off the players particularly. I think they just want to see how the situation escalates on the national level. Right. Uh, They had to do that to contain it now, and that's why they're doing the month to see who is and is. But in that month time frame, they should have a a way better idea. Right. Agreed. But I'm just saying, like, from a minimal perspective, we're at least a month just because you can't have players playing. I would say. I would say. Now, from a yeah, from the, like state of the nation, it could be longer. Longer, I would that, say right? the earliest we'll play a game is maybe like April 11th. Well, we we're not returning to school until April 13th. Okay, so yeah. So I mean, that was my date. That was like the earliest I can see the NBA resuming was April 13th. Yeah, that sucks, yo. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that there's does. no way to put it. This yeah. is whether we make the playoffs or not. This has been and a top top three Pelicans New Orleans basketball season for me of all time. Uh, it's. Um, it's up there. It's my favorite team ever, maybe besides 07, 08. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, like, just as far as the players to cheer for. There's not like one player, like, you know how every season is like a player, you're like, what's this dude doing on the yeah. court? Yeah. Like, for real? Fuck, Omir Asha. Catch the fucking, you know? Right. Like, there's is, nobody like that on this team. Yeah. That's a side note. Can we, that's got to be like the best seat New Orleans season of all time, right? The 56 win, 07, 08. Oh yeah, yeah. There's Paul yeah. Pasia, David West. Yeah, I love that team. That was a fun team, right? That yeah. was one of the best seasons. I I actually had season tickets that year. Yeah, I sat in section three thirteen, which it's it's like right in the corner. But uh, yeah, I remember going to like the playoff game where they lost to the Spurs. And, yeah, we parked underneath the interstate. Yep, yeah. I I remember specifically David West coming out in the newspaper and he was like, "There's absolutely no way we lose this game." Well, we were up three two. Yeah, and although like, I didn't like Julian Wright. Juju, I love Juju, so Juju. I can't say anything. But uh, yeah, where were we? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, we definitely got off. That. <laughs> <laughs> so we were really basically just talking about where the NBA is going to go from here, and obviously there's going to be a lot talked about. Um, it's the right move. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, look what's going on in the Premier League. The Premier League tried playing without fans and kept pushing and pushing on. Now, like, 30% of the Premier League and its coaches have coronavirus. Yeah. So, I mean, at some point, you just, I mean, that, that was just, some things just have to be done. And it, it is what it is, you know. Or maybe our season gets cut short. And Let's, let's do this what-if scenario. If the season got cut short today, how would you feel? Cheated. Slighted. I mean, upset. Upset. Definitely angry. I can't. Any team that's in the playoff hunt right now feels that. Portland, yeah. New Orleans, Sacramento. I mean, probably Phoenix, too, because they think they're in it. So, you're upset, man. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of money for our city, too. Now, what if they just didn't declare a champion? What if they were just like, hey, look, we're going to start next year. All over yeah, that's again. what I was going to say next. Oh. What if they were just like, yeah, the <laughs> which, whole season. Which brings done. me to the funniest fucking meme I've seen all day. Yeah. So, it was like... Uh, uh, like it was like on the top it said LeBron James oh I'm winning the championship th- this year and then it was like Rudy Gobert and it was that <laughs> me with Takashi six now where he's like I ain't gonna let you get the chance stupid <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, I know what you're talking about dude I was fucking dying at that yeah um if they were just to end it without a without a champion title holder I think there's no way there's no way that's not happening this like they need like, they need playoff games and nba finals well not only that like for it to hit that point some shit would have had to go wrong. yeah it, the yeah. like honestly like 50 percent of america had had been affected you yeah. know yeah, yeah it'd have to be crazy that would damn dude just thinking about that kind of Freaks me out a little bit, right? Yeah, it does, yeah. Not the coronavirus, missing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, um, shit. But no, you're right. We don't know. We don't know. I, t- like the, I like the meat. Have y'all seen like some of the stuff coming out? It's like, um, I just found out my wife's favorite color is yellow. Who the fuck likes yellow? <laughs> yeah, I had to see that. Yeah, I had to talk to my wife. <laughs> Turns out my wife's in medical. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Uh, so, um, big news. Um, obviously, the people at the arena are out of work for the next 30 days or forever how long. So, Zion Williamson, at 19 on a rookie contract, decided to pony up the cash and uh, cover their uh, salaries the next couple there, of the weeks. There's mm-hmm. a lot to talk about here. Uh, obviously, it caused some controversy. Mm-hmm. It did. But uh, yeah. let's not pretend that Zion's on a rookie contract, guys. Yeah, he's not. Okay, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Okay, you're saying. let's He not, did just sign a deal with Gatorade like I last week, I saw somebody right? say that, yeah, Zion only made $8 million this year. I'm like, come on. Like, come Yeah, the on. Jordan deal was worth what? Like 70, 80 mil? R- rumored. Probably 80 mil guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Um, then Gatorade and... He has a Mercedes-Benz sponsorship, Red Bull. I mean, not Red Bull. Um, What was another one that he, he recently came out with? He just got anyway, Gatorade. Beats, he got yeah. Beats. Beats was the one I was thinking about, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, dude, it's just, he he's loaded with money, guys. He might be the highest paid but, player on the team annually. But that's not to take it away from him. Right, right, right. Yeah, because right. the for him to come out and do that as a 19-year-old, I don't know if it was his parents' idea or his agent or whoever, it doesn't matter. It's he, said a, he, was inspired, it's great, he said he was inspired by, like, his mom and, like, you know, Hurricane Katrina. It's a know. great deed regardless. And, yeah. And to do it that quick is pretty awesome. And I lo- and again, I'm not trying to take I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Like I'm not taking anything away from Zion. The dude might as well have a cape on him right now because he's like superhero to us down mm-hmm. here. But I just want to give a quick shout out to all the players that donated things. Yep. Um so Rudy Gobert, we we knocked him but he donated 500,000. 
Jeremy Lin, three hundred thousand. He's not even in NBA right now. No, that's pretty cool. Kevin Love, a hundred thousand. Blake Griffin, a hundred thousand. Giannis, a hundred thousand. Chris Middleton, a hundred thousand. Uh, plus Zion, and then Curry's donating one million meals for all of the Oakland students. Nice. nice. So pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool to see that. We we fun, we have a lot of fun competing and shitting on a lot of these guys quite often, but to see them come together for the community like this is it's really awesome. Um NBA is the highest growing organization sports organization in the world and to see this them cover the the, the community that supports them is awesome to see. So do we want to talk about the elephant in the room with that? Oh yeah, we're gonna we're de- I'm about to get to it right now. There's and no way we couldn't. Yeah, Jesse, lead us in because I feel like we all three have serious opinions on this as well. So right after Zion donated the unknown sum of money mm-hmm. to the team, uh, arena workers. Well, I don't think he, I don't think he uh, did the money yet because he still had talked to the guy because I'd seen um, I think Christian Clark. Uh, one of the beat reporters for the time, Picky Yoon, came out and said they talked to the uh, the vendor that runs the, the all arena. the people, yeah, the yeah. arena. Um, and the guy hadn't talked to Zion yet, and they said they were going to reach out and work out details. Yeah, so I, I saw that he had been in touch. I saw another one recently. He had been in touch with Zion and basically saying that like they were working it out logistically, but he definitely was covering the salary for all arena workers. Mm-hmm. But. Shortly after the short, I don't even know why the team did this because I just don't understand what sense it made. I don't understand. It, it just, <laughs> let me read it. So statement from the New Orleans Pelicans, the Pelicans say thank you and applaud Zion and his family for generous giving today to the employees of ASM New Orleans and, and the Smoothie King Center during this very unfortunate and troubling time. Earlier this morning, the Pelicans engaged with management at ASM New Orleans to determine what the team could do through ASM New Orleans to assist their employees. While it is a bit more complicated being that the Pelicans are simply the tenants of the building, the giving and helping this community in a time of need by Ms. Benson and her organizations is unquestioned. When people need help, there is never a question of who will be there. Mm. Now, this is obviously a... If if you went into the Zion Williamson post comments, Jesus, I would say ten percent of people were, oh my god, that's such a great thing, Zion, you're doing, and then I would say ninety percent was like, great job, Zion, but where's your billionaire owner? Mm-hmm. Where are a lot of billionaire owners? Let's like I think the only that. one who's really committed was. Uh, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. I want to say the Kings owner came up for. There's been like four or five. Of I think them it was Golden State's owner, huh? They, they've been like four or five owners. So let's let's give them credit where it's due as well. But man, it's just Zion can do positive things, and that's not a knock on other people. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like you can do positive things in this world, and not point out all the things that people aren't doing. And that's just what's frustrating for this. Like, should the billionaire owners be doing fucking right? They should be. Like, yeah. absolutely they should be. But, man, to to turn something like this where we're focusing on Zion Williamson, that's a, a very positive, amazing thing that he's doing. And to turn it negative is a very, it's very, um I don't know. It's very indicative of, like, the mindset of our country at this moment. 
Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, just, I feel you. Cause, because I, I firmly agree with those people. Like, the billionaires of this world should step up. Like, they should. Should, yeah. And I'm one of the... I don't want to get too political on here, but I'm, I'm politically for that. Like, we should, without a doubt... You, you have a premium for living in this country, and I feel like billionaires don't pay their fair share of their premium. But, I mean, let's just not take away from Zion Williamson at like mm. this point in time. That was my big deal, though, yeah. right? Like, I get that Gail Benson's worth $3.2 billion, and... Holy shit. You know, she yeah. she is definitely given her fair... I mean, no, I'm not going to say that. She has definitely donated to the community. There's no she, doubt she about has. it. Yeah. She has donated a lot into the... Put a lot into the New Orleans community. I just don't like the fact that you're taking something that a 19-year-old kid did and spinning it to the point where now the organization feels a need to respond right. kind of negatively towards what he did. That shouldn't have been it. It should have just been Zion's covering the salaries and the team applauds him. And then right. and then if the team... I, I, honestly, I think the team should have just held off on a statement. Yeah, I think so. And then... You know, did something in the background, but the yeah. fact of the matter is they didn't, and then they released this statement. It's like we want to help, but logistically we can't, and it just it just makes it seem like there's like some rift between the team and Zion now, and it's just like it should have just been applauded as a good deed, right? And yeah, for those that are responding like this, man, it just seems like a virtue signaling, opportunistic political moment for you guys, and that's frustrating no matter who you are. But I agree with what Jesse said. The Pelicans organization statement was not a good one. Was, yeah, it was not a good one. Um, I don't know who was in charge of that or who who ruffled whose feathers to type that out. The same person who tried to uh, what did what did the team what did the Saints do with the fucking yeah, little boys yeah. getting touched uh, by the church? Fire oh, the yeah, PR rep. That that the PR rep, shit. man. They they fucking suck. But yeah, the, the Man, it's just, again, it is frustrating to do that because the Pelicans could have handled this pretty easily. Just said, listen, we have the best, one of the best players in the whole world and off the court matches on the court and we're there to support him in any way. We're looking to ways that we can support him logistically making this happen. And that's it. That's it, yeah. That's all you had to say. Like, we're definitely yeah. going to do something. We're looking into it right now, logistically making it happen. happen. Exactly. And instead, you get hit with this excuse and it it's just like, sounds phony. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And now anything uh, anything you do after this, right? Like if you're Gail Benson of the team or whatnot, yeah. anything you do after this just seems like you're doing it to save face. Well, doesn't mean you still shouldn't do it. But um, yeah. what I'll say yeah. is... Uh, <laughs> like if she wanted to donate like $600 right. to me right now, I'd be like, oh, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. What, yeah. what I'll say is... Uh, yeah, don't... I agree with Jonathan. Don't take it away from Zion. Don't focus on the negative focus on the positive that someone who's not even 21 yet is willing to do something mm. pretty mature i feel like because i've seen people go oh like what's john morant doing like hoarding cash like stop stop, stop, stop. comparing yeah, like we're, we're constantly stopping people against people. stop comparing yeah. good deeds um and the other thing i'll say is like if you think about it from a realistic terms of view gail benson is a billionaire but also she doesn't really handle that money she has a team of lawyers a team of people who are going to tell her first like hey hold on let's look at the numbers let's do this John, and i'm not you. saying you, you shouldn't do that or anything like that but they probably are doing it a lot slower than zion and his team is doing it 100 percent. you know john so, let me ask you a question yeah if someone is worth 3.2 billion dollars mm. how much of it is actually liquid not a lot 
Yeah. No, not a lot. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, to do things like that, like, she's got a legit team of people who are going to talk and red tape and cut through that and yeah. Yeah. talk to this person, talk to this person. Whereas comes- Zion just was like, yeah. nah, I'm going to come out on Instagram and do it, which was the right move. Right. But, like, just, that's what I'm saying. Don't, if we don't know all the details, don't be so quick to be like, Gail Benson's an evil billionaire bitch yeah. ho- holding the money. Like, and. And when we talk it about it goes both ways. When we talk about net worth, guys, the biggest way to grow your net worth is the possession of assets. So the average person's highest net worth comes from their highest assets. Your house, your basketball your team. cars, <laughs> things like that, right? So like if you're a normal person and say you're halfway done owning your house, an average house around here is probably two hundred thousand, your net worth is a hundred thousand just from your house. Yeah. Who the fuck has $100,000 in the bank? You know what I'm saying? So not a lot of it's liquid um, for that. But does she have cash on hand? Absolutely. (laughs) Now, the deal is she does have a lot of people she has to cut through, a lot of red tape, where, you know, is this tax refundable? And what I'm saying, a lot of decisions she's made, she can probably make on her own, so she can still come out and do that. People are not wrong when they say that. Right. At the same time, like, I guarantee there's lawyers or... I mean, it's people just, in there telling her, whoa, hold on. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Like if LeBron James wants to build a school, nobody should stop him and say, well, where are the billionaires at in Ohio? Yeah. You know, yeah. if if somebody wants to do a good deed, don't, I don't know. It just, it seems, like I said, it seems a little bit too opportunistic political agenda to, what do we know? In though? a positive thing. So let's get but back. Anyway, welcome to the Pelly Podcast, <laughs> yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We're not usually this up doom next, and fucking Up gloom. next, who's going to win the Democratic primary? Yeah. Joe Biden <laughs> or Bernie Sanders? So Zion. Yeah. <laughs> also, this week, Zion released his player edition Bayou Boy shoe. Hey. Fuck me. I thought they were going to be in stock for like a week. Because everybody yep. on fucking Facebook kept saying, them bitches are ugly. So I was like, cool, I'm going to stroll into the store like two days later and fucking buy a pair. Joke's on me. That shit sold out in like three minutes. First off, that shit's dope as fuck. I mean, people were saying it was ugly. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I that's just it. a tactic to get you thinking yeah. that. That's what that, that was. You know what's crazy? Fooled. Those same assholes that said it was ugly were waiting in line. That's <laughs> politics, yeah. <laughs> Posting on Facebook how ugly this shit was while they were in line. line yeah, like, They're line. like, them shits are ugly. Nobody's getting those. Dude, the God. line was insane. They sold out super quick. And now I'm fucking basically left with shit in my hand because i want a day later or two days later so shout out to zion for selling those shoes i'm sure he'll get a player a, a, probably another player edition or maybe even a signature shoe sooner or late sooner than I think later if he keeps playing like this yeah 100%. and if he's selling shoes like that that quick i mean come on and if he's paying people salaries and shit should we go to the to the zion part yeah we could we could talk about it so yeah. um basically uh they had this guy. He's uh he's a doctor on YouTube. Um, let me get his name. He was quick. he was very famous for coming out before um, Brian Sutterer. Yeah, mm. when mm. Zion got injured, um, he's when he uh, had his knee surgery and stuff. The guy was saying why Zion got his knee injured and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, he had a chance to go see Zion play in person in Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, and basically he didn't really talk about Zion's mechanics too much. He really just talked about how Zion's body language was awful and it looked like he doesn't enjoy playing basketball or playing with his team or it looks like something's fundamentally wrong with him or he looks depressed right now and how in college his energy on offense and defense 
are far more different than the energy he's displaying this year on offense and defense. And I said that prior to the pod starting, and Tyler was like, 100% I agree with the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, so I'll say this. As far as, like, the body language, not being interested in his teammates and not having fun, that's a load of horse shit. Um, watch more than one game, buddy. Uh, and as far as the second part, as the hustle on the defensive end is absolutely not the same as it was in college. Not, and no. this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about. I think one... NBA learning NBA defense and college defense are two different beasts. So he, he's still learning, but you, he does not give the same intensity on the defensive side of the ball that he gives on the offensive side. And that is a pretty much an irrefutable fact. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it takes a toll on him because yeah, and that's what I, just, and I don't want to say it as a negative, like he's just like, all. Oh fuck defense. But what I'm the reason I guess I, the blank statement is my question for you is that designed by him or is that the coaching staff? I think that's just a result of playing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, he's not dunking over some five foot eight white power forward from some no name school, you know, like you know, like some college games you play shitty schools. He's going against some of the best defenders and players in the world night in and night out. And I think he thinks of himself as more useful on the offensive end versus the defensive end. And and he's going to give 100% on the offensive end. And I think he still tries his best on def- on the defensive end, but he's working so hard offensively that it's, yeah. it's very hard for him to keep up defensively. Yeah, that's what I think too. Because you think about it, um, his defensive rebounding numbers are low, but that's because the team wants him to run. Run um, as soon as the as soon as the ball's back on the break, and you talk about he's sprinting up the court every time on the offensive side. That's how we get those Lonzo lobs and stuff. Um, you know, it puts a lot of effort. He goes down and he goes straight into the post, and he's backing guys down. You know, it takes a lot of strength. Like even though he's stronger than these guys, it doesn't mean it's easy to do for two hours. I just. You know? I really just don't think we've seen 100% Zion yet. No. I mean, I think that's what it yeah. comes down to because when we what we saw at Duke was first off they he 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 didn't run as much as he does right now I think at Duke. Um no. I mean, just our offense, as soon as we get a rebound, he's up the court. And that's by design, right? So, that's part of it. Secondly, if you see Zion Williamson defending at Duke, he was really good one-on-one defense. Mm-hmm. Remember, we were like hyping the fuck out of him because he shut down like several point guards when he got switched. He took a lot of risk on the defensive side too, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think that's part of it, Tyler. I think you, I think you and Jesse hit it right on the head. The dude is um running a lot and focusing heavy on the offensive end, and I think that's where he's making the heaviest of impacts now. And I think that's why we're focusing on that as far as like a plus-minus standpoint. And it's not, it's getting to the point where it's becoming evident that he's not as good uh, on defense right now, but it does seem to be by design and because of his play style currently. Yeah. And what's, what's funny is actually according to like advanced stats and stuff like that. So if you go to like clean <laughs> yeah. the glass, which is a great website, um, if anybody's got a subscription, he actually rates higher on the defensive side of the ball than the offensive side of the ball, which is really funny. 
Well, um, when he's on the team, does yeah, when yeah, the yeah team does. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. uh, should have uh, clarified there. But uh, just to, if you want to watch, and maybe this changes because he's got a month to get his feet back under him and maybe practice and go through some team defense and you know learn some things. But uh, if you go back and watch, potentially, like some of the things we're talking about is getting lost in pick and roll defensive situations, which that's definitely understandable for a rookie. Um, but like, I think where it really stands out to me is like his contest. Like you, you can go back, like one of his famous highlights from Duke is where he just sends somebody shot yeah. into the eighth row, you know, and it's not like he hasn't done that here, but he's doing yeah. that at the three point line. Right. Um, at Duke, but like, he's barely going out to contest now on some shots. Um, he's getting turned around on defense. Um, it, it's just some effort things that. You know, I think if he wasn't doing what he was doing on the offensive end, it would be inexcusable. But I I think it's a mix of what you said, Jonathan, and what we were talking about uh, essentially is what leads to it. But he's not wrong there. But to say, like, that he's unmotivated is wrong. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah I, I don't think it has anything to do with motivation. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I don't think it has anything to do with motivation. I think it's just more or less dude's tired. And, and, and he has, he you know, He's still getting into game shape. He's only played 19 games. Mm-hmm. And he's still coming. He's coming off a knee surgery. Yeah. Like, he's still coming off a knee surgery. Um, I, I just want to see him at 100% because I think we, we see, we, we're we seeing like a 70 to 80% and we hear it all the time. So, give this guy time. We, 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 we can nitpick all we want, but 18 games he's played so far, 19 games, whatever it is. Uh, of course, there's going to be deficiencies in this game. Oh, let's... Quick last exercise mm-hmm. with Zion since we're we're just talking about him. He it's it's this month, right? And let's say into the summer too. What do you want Zion to add to his game next? Oh, not there's nothing I wanted him to add. I need him to work on his handles. Oh, that's adding. Well, to that, that would be adding. I was gonna say my top priority for Zion Williamson is to get handles. That like, was mine too. Yeah. Handles okay. and then Fred Vincent can work with him in 2021 to develop a jump shot or whatnot. But dude, his handles are just—he turns the ball over way too much. Oh, well, we all and agree. He, and, and when he matches up one on one with somebody, sometimes it's just like I, I'm already like, it's, it's going to end in a turnover. We saw this with Anthony Davis, and we had the same development team in place when he developed this. When he was facing an opponent, like the first, or I think it was his second or third year, but the first year um, where Anthony Davis averaged more than 20 points per game. His jump shot was only allowed to have one dribble. Like, he only had a one dribble move. And then he developed multiple dribbles. So, let's see if Zion can develop some type of face-up game like that where he has, like, a a dribble or two. That's his go-to move where he's comfortable getting into, like, a pull-up shot. But, yeah, his handles, anytime where Zion's in half court and he has to dribble the ball more than three or four times, it's disastrous almost every time. Yeah. Almost every time, right? Like, it's pretty bad. So, maybe, I guess we can kind of combine those two. Handles with uh, a comfortable go-to face-up move that ends up in a jump shot. Jump shot. I think that'd be nice. Yeah, his his mid-range jumper looks wonky. It's pretty bad. Yeah, I his mean, three-point jumper look looks so, pretty decent. Yeah, did, yeah. Did y'all hear the story? Uh, I don't know what podcast was or so. JJ Reddick was 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 ex Zion. He was like, "Show me your jump shot." And he said, looked at JJ and he was like, this is my jump shot. And JJ was like, yeah, but you didn't jump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love Which, JJ. This, uh, this little break definitely allows JJ to get healthy. Um, he's 
I mean, there's some stretches when I'm watching the team. I'm like, man, dude, if JJ was in. He would definitely be helping us. So there's one positive from all this break of basketball is that he's going to get healthy. Um, next, I want to talk about Brandon Ingram. Prior to prior to the the hiatus of basketball, after the All Star break, he's been struggling shooting. Um, I'll be honest, he he doesn't get a lot of calls a lot. He gets hammered down low whenever he tries to get into the basket, and I mean he's always fighting for a call. But that being said, if this slump continues to the end of the season, is he still going to get the max? I say so, but. What do you guys think? I think so, just because we saw what a positive game from B.I. and a positive game from Zion looks like. Yeah. We've seen that, and it's a beautiful thing, and I think it's going to not only lead to wins, but I think that keeping those two together along with Lonzo is just going to lead to blowout wins in the future. So they just need more time to develop, and it's unfortunate that two things now have interrupted those, and it seems like every year... Uh, with New Orleans basketball, that's something they interrupted. But we've had injuries to Zion, and now we have a coronavirus that's going to force time off away from these dudes getting on the court together. But, yeah, I, I, I think that he is a max, and I think that B.I. and Zion, and I'll stick by it, I think they're the best ones who combo um, under under 22 in a league. So you think Lonzo, Ingram, and Zion are our big three? I think so. Yeah, uh, I think Brandon Ingram gets the max. Uh, I'm almost, I'm almost positive of that, especially age, where he's at at 22 right Two. now yeah. as a player, um, and just what his value is on the market. Um, what's going to be funny is what Lonzo's value on the market is. It's kind of scary to think about that. Yeah, he's probably looking at close to like what. I think because uh, I had heard somebody talk about this, uh, you know, uh, you don't think Lonzo will get that much. And then you see what Ricky Rubio made last season, and it was a pretty big number. So, and would any of y'all take Ricky Rubio over Lonzo right now? No. No. So. Yeah. Fortunately, though, I mean, yeah, so Rubio got $17 million a year. Uh, luckily, though, what's, what's happening in – it's probably fortunate timing for the Pelicans, and it's the first time that we've had fortunate timing in a while when it comes to contracts. Uh, JJ's going to be gone when we have to re-sign Lonzo. He will be. He'll uh, be retired, I think. Uh, Drew might be. Well, I don't... Um, isn't Lonzo available for an extension? He, we already gave it to him. No. So we, no, gave, we, we, we gave him the one-year team option, so he's available next year. Next year, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's going to play out the contract next year. Similar to a B.I. Jonathan's our salary guy. Well, I mean, yeah. So before the season started, we extended. We picked up the option for Hart and Lonzo. So we have them under contract all of next year. Unless they hold out. But we we really don't see that in the NBA. Most guys bet on themselves. And that's, like I said, that's fortunate timing. Because by the end of next season, we won't have J.J. Redick making $20 a year. We probably won't have Drew Holiday some of these other borderline guys are going to be going like Jaleel Okafor, probably Kenny Williams. So the money's going to be there. Mm-hmm. How much he's going to demand is going to be the question. I think Lonzo is a 18 to 20 million plus, uh, per year type of guy on the open market. If he continues to play like this, I would like to see him somewhere in that like 15 to 17 range. 
I mean, yeah, then you're talking about... I, I understand market it's, value. Lonzo, Lonzo's funny to me because the thing is, too, like, uh, like Ricky Rubio's comparable because of his passing skills, defensive ability, um, you know, able to push the ball, you know, low shot. But what's funny is Lonzo Ball, I think, is either great at, like... He's great at what he does, first off, which makes him a good player already. Yeah. Uh, but... He's great at a lot of things and god-awful at other things. There's nothing like there in the middle with him. Like his free throw percentage is like the worst in the league for guards. Yeah. Can't get to the rim. Can't get the foul opportunities uh, and isn't great in the half court. And then you look at the other side, uh, transition, he's a he's a. He's a beast. He's a beast. Straight up. Like and he looks sometimes he looks like the fastest player on the court, which is crazy. Like in the league. He, passing ability. His three point shot yeah. is just becoming knocked down. Yeah, thirty eight percent. Because you right think now. about the amount of attempts he does, he is thirty eight percent and don't always go by percentage people when it comes to shooting because it, it's misleading. It's very misleading. But he does take a lot of shots. Yeah. And for him to be hitting at thirty eight percent compared to what he was is very encouraging for a player that young. Yeah. I mean, who's the better shooter, Devin Booker or Alonzo Ball? Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Devin Booker has a lower percentage than Alonzo Ball. So just like take that with a grain of salt with the percentage, but you're right, like passing the eye test. And when he's in a catch-and-shoot situation, mm-hmm. I expect it to go in, Yep. which is a valuable asset with a guy like Zion. But just talking money right now, if we pay him $15 million a year, right, he would be the 84th. Highest play player. I think you have to look at it from a comparative statement. Does Lonzo Ball think he's a top 50 player in this league? I'm sure he does. Okay. I'm then sure you he look, thinks he's a top 10 player. If, you, if you're looking at top 50, you're looking at 20 million a year. So that's what we have to look at. I would say put him. I would say put him 16 to 18. It depends. I mean, if he wants, hopefully. Hopefully he realizes what's building here in New Orleans. and Well, no, he's going to go for the money. If that's the case, then I think he... I mean, I t- Scary Terry makes $20 million a year, which freaks me out. That's the scary part about him is he makes so much damn money and he's fucking up other contracts. But Terry, Scary Terry makes $20 million. Uh, guys like Jeff Teague are making $20 million, So you got to think like how valuable it is. Because the thing is, uh, like, yeah, that's just a bad contract. Also, also... Yeah. How much is the salary cap going to decline? So these might not be good comparable. And also you have to look. Does other teams, like other teams, for instance, this is why Brandon Ingram gets the max. Other teams look at Brandon Ingram and go, can this guy be our star player? Absolutely. Can Lonzo be a lot of other teams' star player? Probably Probably not, not, especially with how many great point guards there are in the league right now. How many great small forwards are there in the league right now? Not many. But how many great point guards are there? A lot. A lot. And then you have to rely on Lonzo for, if he's a max player, he's going to be, you know, um, as far as your shot taker, he's going to have to be in the top two or three easy. If, if somebody offers Lonzo money. Ball a max deal, I say you let him walk. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm saying is nobody's going to do that. Because you still have to pay Zion. and, and That's what I'm saying. So he's not getting a max deal, so... He's signable for us as far as the future. So I'll ask you guys this question. 
What would you want Lonzo to add to his game? Um, I we talked about this we before. talked about this kind of earlier. The floater, yeah, the floater. Just some type of mid range, yeah, and just I guess just focus more on driving to the basket and and maybe finishing at the basket. I would say focus more, especially for like maybe Drew Holiday's in the future, and we think Brandon Ingram, Lonzo, is the big three. Okay, here's an interesting question for y'all. Let me throw it. Let me throw it this way: Drew Holiday's gone from the team, right? We got the big three. Alonzo Ingram Zion. Who do you want running the offense for the most part in the half court? Like it's playoff time. Do you want the ball in Ingram's hands and like a Kevin Durant style? And then like let's say it's Golden State and Curry, while he is the ball handler, brings it up the court, pushes on fast breaks. For the most part, will act as that shooter. Like Lonzo will. Or do you want to see Lonzo take control of that offense completely? I'd so- like Oh, you go. I'm just saying that's a great question, and it heavily depends on the matchup, right? Because if 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 Zion is just dominating whatever big is on him, mm-hmm. you want the ball in Lonzo's hand because nobody can pass the ball into Zion like Lonzo can. If we're in a situation where we're against a ridiculously amazing defense, I want Bi to go KD. What I'm saying because Bi's had a couple of impressive passes like inside. He's he's incre- uh, you're right. Can't say that as of late, but yeah, he did. If, if you had the ability to, where you knew both could do it, you know, but taking in their play styles right now. Then uh, Brandon Ingram's our best scoring option, mm-hmm. which is which uh, overall, though, like from Cause his ability to draw free throws, his ability to score the ball. We talked about this before. You don't want it in Lonzo and Drew's hands because if the ball isn't in the hoop, they're probably not scoring points. points. Yeah. Whereas with B.I. and Zion, if they're not scoring, they're getting fouled. They're getting to the line. Yeah, and because to Jesse's point, and I'll say this too, in the half court, maybe besides Ingram, our only like true creator is probably Drew. Like that's so tough to say. Play, yeah. Because uh, I mean, you can see Drew's assist numbers are right there with Lonzo's. They're high, and yeah. that's all in pretty they're much high. the half court. Yeah. Um, he is your creator, so who's gonna take over that role when he's gone? I mean, it depends. We're gonna see who's on this team. You want to yeah. say no? You want to, right? Uh, no. Well, what I'm I saying don't. is, is like, could Ingram take over that role, or maybe Lonzo does, or and that's 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 what they're I was talking about. They're still only twenty. Oh, I see what you're saying. They're still only twenty two years old, guys. So they yeah, can, no, that's what I'm today. saying. They yeah. they have so much room to grow. Right. They can become. I agree with that. They're mm. still in 22 and they haven't been in the playoffs yet. So we don't even know how they're going to be in, with playoff defense. Yeah, We see it a little bit in fourth quarter and it's it's been a struggle, right? That's why Drew has to take over in the fourth quarter because fourth quarter defense is probably the closest to what we'll see compared to like a playoff atmosphere where the clamps really get put down. Mm. B.I. kind of struggles in that role, right? Yeah. Lonzo struggles too. So... Maybe yeah. maybe we want to see Zion develop that handle a little bit quicker than what, you know. I'll say I want Lonzo to improve on his finishing uh, skills, and hopefully that helps with everything else. Um, but what, and I was, but real quick, what's y'all's ad skill for BI? Oh, that's a tough one. That's good, dude, because he finishes well at the rim. The three points Offensively, there. he's got the package. The three yeah. points there, the free throws are there. Um, Better use his length on defensive end. 
because he's super long, and I feel like he should be able to give, like, on the defensive end, he should be able to give people fits a little bit more often. Sure. But I feel like he just never blocks a shot, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's a timing thing. Um, I don't know. Like, I just feel like his he should be more active in passing lanes. Like, his hands should be tipping balls more often what they do. Okay, that's good. I like that one. That's a man. That's a great question. I'm trying to think what Kevin Durant added to his game around that age, around his first contract. Uh, He's one of the best pull up three point shooters the game's ever seen. Well, I'm talking about at the at the end of his at the end of his first contract with OKC. Yeah. Like, what yeah. did he add to his game at that point? Was it a was it a was it a post up game that he added? No, I don't think so. You know, he actually Kevin Durant did actually become a lot better of a defensive player. Um, Once he and went he to actually, Golden State, though. Well, no, because they put him at the four in a lot of situations, and he actually at one point was, uh, I think he was top five in the league in blocks in one season with Golden State. Um, yeah, yeah. Not to say like that suddenly he was a great defensive player, but yeah. he did add that to his game. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it'd have to be something to do with playmaking. Maybe it's court vision, something along those Kevin lines. Durant did ha- Kevin Durant has underrated court vision. Yeah. He really does. Um, a lot of people forget about how good. Like it's crazy how when a player's gone for like just one season, you kind of forget how fucking good they are. Fucking good, I mean, they have. But Kevin, Kevin Durant is fucking good. Kevin Durant was what a top two player in the league for two or three seasons there. That they shit. Could, if he, shit, the I really decade. wonder if he didn't go to Golden State, does he take like LeBron's crown at some point? Like. I don't know. He was on, you can't, I'm, I'm you never, can't make that argument when he went to Golden State, but I'm never talking shit about LeBron again because the dude fucking has owned us this yeah, season. He, he doesn't like us. He he fucking I think it has to do with David Griffin. Whatever. Yeah. I mean I think it's David Griffin. I think it's Zion. I think it's the big moment. I think he's making the MVP push. It's a perfect storm. I mean, I was thoroughly loving that fucking game because Zion was just thrashing Kuzma around. Yeah. Man, when he posterized him and then LeBron's just and then like this motherfucker up from the logo. I'm like, fuck, man, this dude's a fucking asshole. Just retire already and let somebody else take the crown. So here it is. You ready? Uh, Kevin Durant went from about 2.4 assists to 5.5 assists. Yeah. Uh, on the second year of his second contract. So I think... His playmaking ability is going to be huge for us if he wants to take that role, like you said, as well. What about Zion in a Draymond Green type role? Right now? On the offensive side. That's a terrible idea. That's a terrible waste of his talent. I've heard that argument by people. That's why I brought it up. No, dude, like. I think Draymond Green is highly overrated and will die on that hill. I, I honestly believe when Zion's like. 32 or 33 34 maybe that will be the role he has to revert to mm. like maybe that draymond green type role but no not right now that's no like let no no i mean another reason i say that too is david griffin said uh zion's draymond green with like a rocket in his ass or something like that mm. yeah first off negative side of that zion doesn't have the handles to do that yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. on the other end I don't know. Draymond Green's game is just so much. It's it's way different than Zion's. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. He's not a. Bullet. I just. Yeah. I've, if, I've if, heard if, the comparisons. If if Draymond Green was Zion Williamson, then he wouldn't have felt. A, what are we doing right now? We're comparing. Where do we go on this tangent, <laughs> dude? 
Well, look, everybody's going to be quarantined soon, so, I mean, we can make this podcast. Yeah, long. y'all got anything to do, motherfuckers. Y'all listen for an hour. Okay? Oh, shit. Because yeah. we're only halfway done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, to kind of end the podcast, though. We got a lot to talk about, Jess. Yeah, I just don't feel like being quarantined with you guys any okay, longer. Right, okay, okay. I saw Jonathan sneeze before he yeah. came in the door. So, let me ask you a question. My allergies have been acting up for a while. If one former Pelican player was to give you the coronavirus, who would it be? If one former, yeah, because I know who it, for me, I already know who the guy is. Former, like what is one? Form, any former? Where are we going, Pelican. Jesse? Okay, any former? It, okay, say so you were in a room with all four. Uh, is that like players. I don't like the guy? Because no, 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 no. It's say you were in a room full of all former Pelican players, and one of them was infected and was about to infect all of you. Is this... Who is that one patient rumor, zero? Rumor has it, Omer Osik was patient zero with the coronavirus, <laughs> so I'm going to have to pick him or what, like lose 100 pounds in one season, <laughs> motherfucker. Dude, it's fucking Eric Gordon every day of the week. Eric Gordon, Jesus, he's the... Uh, like, I don't want to say he's ugly, right? But his face looked like it got dropped a bunch as a baby. <laughs> he has the ugliest smile. He looks like he smelled something bad <laughs> all the time. And it's probably his teeth because they stick I out his I hate face. when he puts his hands up when he gets fouled. Oh, dude. Yeah. No, matter, no matter what, he is still number one on my shit list. Like, look, Anthony Davis was there for like a hot second just because, you know, it was kind of fresh. But now that things have settled down, I still hate Eric Gordon. Like, I, I thoroughly hate that dude. I still don't like Anthony Davis. I'm sorry. Eric Gordon's above him on my shit list. Yeah. I think so. I, for me, that's fair. So we had a couple months of Anthony Davis being a little bitch about being in New Orleans. We had several years, years with yeah, Eric Gordon, Gordon being a Yeah, I bitch. can't argue with that. Who yeah. gave me coronavirus? Let's see. <laughs> Miritich is over in Spain right now. Maybe he did it. Oh, he! I heard Spain's on locking down like Italy yeah. too, man. Yeah, soon we'll be locked down. Uh, and you know what we need to do too, man? We need to give these people shout outs. So shout out to the Reddit user Causeway Too Long. We're here, baby. We're doing it. Okay, this is specifically for you. Uh, this episode, like I literally texted the guys. I was like, guys, when are we doing an episode? You want to do it tomorrow? Sure. Even with confirmed coronavirus, Tyler over there and. <laughs> Shout out to the an- uh, guy on Anchor uh, hit us up called King's Outsider. So he also was asking when we were doing the next podcast. It's been too long, man, and I'm happy we're back in here because, like I said, this is this is my happy place, guys. I know. I feel like every time we tried to do it, so Something by the way, the way. I've, had yeah. an ex- I've had an excuse pretty much every time we've texted yeah. Yeah, like every time. I wasn't going to throw the blame totally on you, but you know, now that you're willing to accept no, it. No, yeah. You know, <laughs> well, school, like. No, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, bro. I sponsor academic games. We had a national team. We're preparing to go to Atlanta. So, no, the, the big issue is right after the All Star break, we had that West Coast road trip where every game ends at yeah. 1 a.m. for us, you know, um, Central Time. So we couldn't do it after those games. And then. We plan to meet. We were going to actually meet up after the Sacramento game. Yeah. And then yeah, we were going to record, record after, after the, the Sacramento, Sacramento game. game. Yeah. And then we got quarantined. Well, we didn't, but the team did pretty much. So, 
And then we never really like talking after a loss. I've noticed that. Whenever we go on like a little losing streak. Because we, we overreact. Yeah. We have to calm down. We usually like to calm down. So If you'd have had me on after that Minnesota game, I'd have thrown a mic at somebody. <laughs> that was that was. A I, so I didn't. I, so I the first Minnesota pissed. game, I didn't get to watch. So I think I told I think I told you guys like, hey, just text me with updates. Oh yeah, I remember and that. like yeah. there was updates throughout like the the first and second and third quarter, and then like there was a bunch of updates like at the start of the fourth, and then y'all went silent, and then I think I texted back like, so what happened? Like what's going on? And then like it was nothing, and then the next thing I know, I got an update on my phone, and it was uh, like the Pelicans lost to the Timberwolves. So. I think it was all caps. Jesse was like, we fucking lost. Yeah, question yeah, mark, that's exactly. Mark, yeah. So what did I get to my phone and I'm looking? I'm like, oh my god, we fucking uh, yeah. lost. Damn. Like, could not believe that because we were leading most of that game. And from what I could tell, like, checking the updates on my phone, I'm like, it doesn't seem like we're playing bad. It just seems like they're hitting shots. Like, it'll eventually go cold. Like, whatever. And then the next thing I know, we lost to the fucking Minnesota Timberwolves 139-134. And I, I want to say this. You can still be a podcaster and be pissed off when they lose. Quit giving people excuses. Like, that was a shitty loss. It sucked. Yeah, like I was mad. Guys, people are allowed... Like we're allowed to be mad. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. You know, people get upset and express emotions. And fans can be mad too, and you can overreact. That's part of like being a fan. Yeah. Enjoy it. That's what happened. There's a lot of truth in those things too. You know, yeah. there's a lot of idiot, you know, idiosyncrasies as well. But there's, you know, let people be mad. Fuck. Now you the know? people who are saying like, uh, you know, play Lonzo forty eight minutes. Calm down. They need to chill. Also, we like, Lonzo, like the Derek Favors hate needs to chill as well. I will say, I don't know, like Derek Favors rim protection. I don't know, like is not really. Existing. I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I, I don't know if that feels like they're kind of scared, not scared of him to go no. at Derek Favors. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not, dude. What Derek Favors does is he just disrupts half court offenses. Yeah. Yeah, he he's in the right position nine times out of ten. He's he's always doing the right thing defensively. So he really dictates the flow of the opposition's offense, and he does that to the point where he's our highest defensive rated player overall, um, plus minus wise. But anyway, I agree that the rim protection isn't there, but he does a lot of he does a lot of good things. So. Something we didn't talk about, mm. and I guess this is, I guess we do have another hour in this. Um, no, he has, uh, his, his wrist is broken. He's done. Yeah, he's probably he's out indefinitely. Done for the season. Yeah. And some people well, said that the injury happened well before it was ever announced, and he was actually shooting with his other hand. So is this something that happened, and that's why he's been shooting so bad i hope to god that's the reason yeah that's, I mean, a I hope. Simple, that's a simple fix I'll be, yeah. I'll be honest I, I haven't paid attention enough to him to notice that or not right it could be i hope i hope it happened because he he had a sharp decline this season yeah. so that could be it um also one positive thing about the coronavirus is if jj gets healthy and we actually get to play all these games with jj instead of without him That'd be a good thing. Yeah, because yeah, Frank Jackson. Dude, so... Oh, hey. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. My girlfriend does not watch basketball, right? She never watched... She probably never watched basketball one fucking second of her life until she met me. 
And now she's becoming a Pelicans fan, and you know she can like name the players. Mm-hmm. But if there's one player she fucking hates with a with a, I mean like a true passion, it's Frank Jackson. He's rough to cheer for. She's just like, look, like that guy. I feel like every time he's on the court, does something more negative than positive. I think it might have been the Minnesota game where they, uh, the one we lost. I feel like it was against Minnesota. No, it was the one we won. It was the one we won. And we were up by 20-something points. We were up by like 20 points. He gets on the court, and they're like down by like seven or eight Like by the time he gets off. The the worst part is every time he comes in a game, I always tell her like, look, he's got talent. Like, just just let him him go. Like, he's going to be all right. Like, when he's on the court... It, he just looks like a player that thinks way too much. Yeah, and I said it in the off season, but the dude's got like a forty plus inch vert. He's, he's explosive. Yeah, it, it doesn't he's even fast. look like that in the game, though. He's got a consi- we well, we saw it in pre preseason of summer league where he exploded. Yeah, but you don't see that in game. I want to see that thirty some point performance, Frank Jackson, that we saw in the summer league. Different competition, but that's a dude who's aggressive. That's a dude who shoots the three ball extremely consistently when he's open. And he gets to the NBA, and it looks like, I don't know, man. It looks like a JV player thinking too much when he's out there with the varsity guys. Yeah. He's still, he's as old as Nas is, though, right? Yeah. That's what no. you got to kind of yeah. oh, think, huh? feel like. I'm going to look it up. He's either a year older or the same age. Yeah. Because Frank came out as a freshman, and Nas played three years. I, I just remember that there's been times this season where I was like, there's no way Nas will ever play with Frank playing this good. And there's been times this season where Nas is nowhere to be found like because he's in a, you know, he's either hurt G League or just in the doghouse. Yeah. And Frank has been given an opportunity, and he's just fucking shit to bed. We only need him for like 15 good minutes. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're right about the same age. Uh, Nikhil is 21 and 195 God, days. And Frank Jackson is 21 and 311 days. Oh, shit. So, so he's got a birthday. Frank. Uh, so Frank made another appearance in my basketball league. Did he? Yeah, he came and watched the... One of his boys plays in our basketball league. I can't remember which one. But uh, yeah, he came and hung out and cheered for his friend in the rec basketball league and... I wanted to go over and talk to him, but he's he always wears like a hood and stuff and kind of just sits on the sideline. Yeah. I was going to ask him, dude, what the fuck's up, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> just chill when you're out there. Yeah. No, I couldn't do that. But I don't know, man. We, we, we just, we get so attached to these players. We get close to these players. We want to see them succeed, and it, it, it feels personal almost when they don't. You know, that that's what it is, because mm-hmm. so many times I've cheered for mm-hmm. players on this team, and I've been like, Man, this dude fucking sucks, and I'm not mad that he sucks. I'm mad that, well, yeah, I'm mad that he sucks, but it's like I'm more mad because like I want him to succeed right, and, right. and be this certain type of player that I thought he was going to be. Like, yeah. I can't tell you how fucking mad Noah has made me. Yeah, like that was the biggest case of blue balls I've gotten ever. Right. That is like uh, I will. Austin Rivers is up there. No, but like Austin Rivers didn't dominate summer league yeah. and yeah. preseason the way Noah did. I fucking said no. It's the next dominated them YouTube highlights though. Yeah, like I can't even begin to tell you how fucking awful that is of me saying that. Like, what gives me hope though is you see you see Cam Cam Reddish in Atlanta. Yeah, he, he's balling out right now. Yeah. yeah, he was absolute trash to start the season. What changed in his game? Nothing changed in his game. He's still the same talented player. He just got minutes. He got confidence, and I'm hoping the same thing clicks with Noah. Yeah. I'm hoping the same thing clicks with Frank or one of the two. I'll take one of the two. 
by the way, Jackson Hayes' minutes have vanished. Well, yeah, because of Melly. So. He we looked up this advanced stat, by the way, and it, it goes um it's on the court, it's apparent as well. He's our highest fouler percentage. Like he has the highest defensive foul percentages on a team not even close which is not surprising no it's not surprising but it just goes that when he's on the court we're giving up free throws quite often yeah i just hope that doesn't get to his head like i hope when he does get the chance to play again have we seen zion and hayes on the court together at the same time at all i think we have but if it has it hasn't been very many minutes and 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 it probably hasn't come at a significant point in the game either i can't wait for those two to run the fast break together yeah i can't wait I can see Lonzo faking it to one of the one of the two and then passing it to the other guy. It's gonna be a fun time. We're probably a couple of years away from that though. Yeah. At least a year. At least a year. Jackson Hayes is like so moldable right now. Like you have like you'd think like athletic rim runner right now, but he could just be something completely different. different. Yeah. We don't know down the road. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. He hasn't been playing basketball long. You know? Yeah. So I mean we really, like you said, we really don't know what he's going to become. I mean, everybody kept saying Clint Capella, but I but know. he's a guy when their athleticism translate into the game, like Jackson Hayes is doing right now, compared to like Frank Jackson, for instance, whose athleticism is not translating. Right, into the right, game. right. Yeah, that's that speaks volumes to me. Yeah, and again, these guys, especially at that age, that are that athletic, so young, it's it's hard to it's hard to compare. You know, I'm I'm. Sp- I'm talking specifically about Jackson Hayes because could he be the f- next uh, Clint Capella or DeAndre Jordan? Maybe. Um, Pascal Siakam couldn't dribble a basketball his first two years in the league, and look what he turned into. So, I mean, very moldable moment. Because right all that, him. all that shit you can teach, you can't teach athleticism. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is something that's just naturally given to him. Anyway, man, I'm I'm looking. Looking forward to the next few games that we're about to play. I'm <laughs> not. And now, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could do like the Phoenix Suns and just sim- simulate the rest of our season on 2K. Yeah, we could see what happens. <laughs> you don't even want to know what the comments said when uh, they announced that. Oh, uh, dude. I, I, I don't even know. Like, I, it, there's no sports on whatsoever. So it's just kind of like, like it's all re. I was, watch, I was watching today. Um, it was on ESPN. It was just they were just replaying last year's NBA Finals. What do we do, guys? Like, what's next for the Pelipod? And I say, um, uh, we'll come up with an idea. Yeah, because this feels like okay. So this almost feels like when when we were in the off season, but like well past free agency yeah. and not yet at summer league, or maybe maybe somewhere in that awkward time where you don't it's really past summer league. league. Yeah, it's summer league, and we uh, came up with some pretty good ideas to talk about. And uh, yeah, we're pretty creative, so we'll come up with some shit. We'll I don't think, know. We'll think of something, man. I'm gonna go back and listen to past episodes, and yeah, maybe find some lowlights and some highlights. Oh, um, you know what we can do too? Uh, feel free to hit us up with any questions. You can um, direct message us on Twitter or wherever you feel like you can get in contact with us on Reddit or whatever yeah, like that. Send us questions your way. You'd love to see us answer. And we're gonna we're gonna increase our social media presence. We are now. The Pelly Podcast on all social media, right? So Pelly Pod for short. Obviously, that's what we do. But on social media, we are the Pelly Podcast. So hit us up if you want to hear us do anything. Just let us know. All right. So we'll see you shortly. 
Probably not. I don't no, know. We'll come see. on, Justin. Don't give yeah, me, no. We'll, give we'll definitely stiffy. we'll definitely be around sooner than later. Yeah. Probably won't take a three week hiatus like we did before. Um, that that last episode kind of took a lot to put together. So yeah, and if we do, just calls way too long. Just call us out again. Yeah, and, uh, we'll we'll put it forth another episode. All right. See y'all next time. Later, guys. Later.